are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I want you to see that. It says, love not the world, neither things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not him. For all that is in the world, and the last word, but is of the world. Verse 17, the world passeth away. Love not the world. You may sit here and think, wow, uh, that is gonna, it's gonna be a barn burner message tonight. It's gonna be in your face, strong, positional, love not the world. But you could be no more wrong tonight. I'm not preaching what I would call a barn burner message. Instead, it's a message to God's people about your pastor and my daily battle with me. There's a trio that works in harmony against all of us every day. That trio that works in harmony is the world, the flesh, and the devil. Does it help if I cover it a little bit? Would this be better? This one right here? The world, the flesh, the devil. That trio is against you. Tomorrow morning when you wake up, there's going to be a spiritual war with the world. There'll be a spiritual war with the flesh. There'll be a spiritual war with the devil. You know the song that speaks about the devil. Once again, I face Satan this morning. And I battled him all the day long. Do you ever hear the second stanza? Sometimes I'm called Jackson by my daughter. She laughs about it. Uh, once again, second stanza. I faced Jackson this morning, and I battled him all the day long. That's my flesh. My flesh is possessed with pride, self-will, independence, determination. That's my flesh. And my first stanza is, yes, the devil. But also there's that second stanza, Jackson, Jack. But there's a third stanza. Once again, I faced the world this morning and I battled it all the day long. I want to come to you tonight on behalf of that third one. Some of it mirrors the second one as well, but that of the world. The world is, is a reality. In the Bible, there are various ways the world is looked at. For example, one is the planet, the world planet. The Bible says of the world, John 1.10, and the world was made by him. For without him was not anything made. God made the world. He made the sun, the moon, the stars. He made the sunset. He made the seasons. He made those, those beautiful birds that sang to us, and especially the early morning hours. He made, he made the flowers that, that grow into such beauty and the scent of many of those flowers, especially this springtime of the year. Oh, I'm so thankful for the earth. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and all that dwell therein. And so when we talk about the world, we're talking about a planet. 
But in the Bible, in addition to the planet, we are talking about a people. The Bible says this, that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Paul said that in 1 Timothy in chapter 1, verse 15. We sing the song, people need the Lord. Every day they pass me by. I can see it in their eyes. Lonely people filled with care, headed who knows where. We sing, and it's in the scripture, going into all the world and preach the gospel. We're not preaching to trees and to birds and to flowers and a planet. We're preaching to people. We're taking the gospel to people, to this world. And so the Bible declares that the world is a planet. The Bible declares that the world is people. But the Bible also declares that the world is a program. A program. My Bible says in Titus 2.12, teaching us that denying ungodliness that we should live soberly in righteousness, in righteous in this present evil world. It's a system. It's an evil system, the world's system. Love not the world, this system. Neither the things that are in the world, this program, this philosophy of the world. There's a worldly philosophy. My Bible says in, in James 1, 27, Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is to keep himself unspotted from the world. That's the system of this world. That's the program of this world. That's the philosophy of the world. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 7, 31, that the world, they abuse it and the fashion of this world passeth away. But whosoever doeth the will of God, God wants us not to do the world's philosophy, but his direction in our life. John 2.15, where you are, God speaks about love, not the world. What is this world then? Well, it's a planet, and it's a people, and it's a program or a philosophy. The world's philosophy is what gets us. That's the one I want to come to you tonight. I want to speak to you about this subject, my battle with the world. Your battle with the world. God says, love, Jack, not the world. Don't get sucked into the system of the world. The world has so many things that we can enjoy that are so beautiful and so wonderful. Uh, money is a good thing. But when money becomes the object of our life, we fall into temptation. And the Bible says a snare. And how very careful we need to be with money. The world pushes, you need money. You need success. But God says, love not money. Don't put your love on money. For it makes itself wings and it flies away. And the world tries to tell us what we want. The world says, here's this job. Take this job. We'll offer you more money. And if we're not careful, at times, we'll take the bite. Adam and Eve, they took the bite. I'm not suggesting that you cannot move for a job. But you never just move for a job. Number one, you look, is there a better church there? Not is there a cheaper rent there? Not is there better weather there? Not is there uh, more land there? No, you always look, is there a church that preaches the gospel? I'd rather, I'd rather with my life rent the rest of my life and live where God wants me to live than miss down here 
what he's building for me up there. He's, I'm sending things up there. My wife and I are sending it up there. What a, what a joy it is to one day I get to see my mansion and perhaps soon and very soon this world system can destroy and my spiritual life must fight against the philosophy of this world. I think of what the world is and I have to put a guard up. The world has an educational system. I think of the poor children that will go back to school. Hopefully soon, nationwide, particularly here in California. But they'll be taught, it seems like, everything but reading, writing, and arithmetic. They'll be taught how to be immoral safely. They'll be taught now in early grades, elementary, that you've got to figure out, are you a boy or you're a girl? They'll be taught social education. They'll be taught that socialism. They'll be taught in our public schools now the importance of Islam, fastest growing religion in the United States of America as I speak tonight. I want you to know that the educational system of this world is corrupt. It's about self, it's about me, it's about all the different genders, it's about how you've been offended, how you've been hurt, how people are wrong, how people are bad, and this world system, if I'm not careful, will buy into it, and we all become victims, because this planet Earth, this country, this world, has been so bad to us. That is a humanistic, worldly philosophy. But not only do we guard against the world's education, you have to guard against the news. I don't know. Maybe there's a news channel that says, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Praise the Lord, we get to be with you tonight. Reporting to you from Santa Clara Live. What a joy it is to serve the Lord. And did he not give us a wonderful day today? Speaking of the weather, it's 50% chance of rain. I'd like to be a weatherman. You always win. <clears throat> but I don't know of any news channel that rejoices in truth, they rather rejoice in iniquity. I was speaking to some folks and I, I literally have no idea what's going on in Portland. I thought it was all over. I thought they'd cleared the streets. I thought they got their city back. And they said, oh, absolutely not. Those people are not back in their businesses. Those people are not off the street. They've invaded those streets and the government just let them do it. Well, I guess I'd have known that had I, had I read the news are known the news, but I don't know the news, but I don't know of any news that's given us good things, righteous things, positive things. You know, the world news of the world tear down, it tears down. I think of the entertainment of the world. The entertainment of the world is worldly. There's always a philosophy behind it. There's also always an ism behind it. And if we're not careful, we buy into the entertainment of this world and we try to bring it into our Christian life and then we invade the church with that same philosophy, the worldly philosophy. I think tonight of the music of the world. The world has a musical sound. I don't want to mirror anything like the world sound in this church. The world's the world sound does not resemble hymns and gospel songs and spiritual songs and harmony. It's anarchy, it's rebellion, it's racket, it's loud, it's, it's driving, it's syncopated, offbeat, it drives against even our physical body. And oh, how careful we need to be because if we're not careful, our flesh loves the worldly music. And so we bring it into our churches and we become nightclub entertainers 
and we become people that have allowed the world to set the philosophy of our church, which leads me to that word philosophy, a sum of ideas. Everything in life has a philosophy. I can prove much of what we stand on here from the word of God, but there are some things I cannot prove, but it's still our philosophy around here. I cannot prove that from the word of God that you need to hold a door open for a woman. You cannot prove that to me. But I'll tell you what, our philosophy is we're gonna treat women with great respect. I cannot prove to you other than one instant where one king, one boy, stood up when his mother came in the room. I cannot prove to you that when a woman enters a room, you stand, but that's what our philosophy is around here. Our philosophy is that you're gonna open a door. A couple of years ago, I got to a bank or somewhere, and I got there, arrived at the door about the same time as the lady. She went for the door, I went for the door, and uh, I'm not gonna go in before the lady. She goes, I'll hold the door. I said, no, thank you, I'll hold. She goes, I was here, I'll hold the door. I said, no, thank you, I will hold the door. And she said, I'm holding the door. And I said, ma'am, I was taught to hold the door for a lady. Oh, was she ticked. I thought, dear sweet girl, what's, what's wrong with you? The world's philosophy is that uh, we'll, we'll, we'll set the rules. My, I don't have any biblical truth on holding the door. A lot of things we do around here that are not necessarily founded on the Bible, but they're founded on heritage. And they're founded upon our philosophy and what we believe. Well, show me the philosophy to have heaters in these tents tonight. Show me the scripture that, that you know why we have them? We want to try to keep you warm. These, these fellows that always have to have, well, give me a Bible verse. Give me a Bible verse that you can drive a vehicle. I can give you a Bible verse to get a donkey. I don't know which one's gonna ride whom or which one rides what, but nonetheless, I can give you a Bible verse that you can get a horse. We were there last Sunday night, Job 39. But I can't give you a Bible verse to drive a car. And if you want to prove everything from the Bible, then ladies and gentlemen, prove to me that you have to have these lights on here tonight. I'm suggesting that I don't want the world's philosophy. I want a biblical philosophy. I don't, want, I don't want the world's music. I want a music that is heavenly to God. I don't want a behavior that is anti-God, the world's philosophy. I want to give myself to the spirit of God for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship. He must increase, I must decrease. I don't want this world to increase in my life. I don't want my flesh to increase. I want God. And so I have to, I have to allow my spirit, the spirit of God to be dominant in my life. This world is not, this world, this world is not my home. I'm speaking on the world. This world's not my home. I'm just passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door. I cannot feel at home in this world anymore. I have a longing to go to heaven. What a, what, we'll leave this old world behind. We sing about it in our songbook. It's page number 471. Take the world. But give me Jesus. Oh, I want him. I want Jesus in my life. Page 292 in your psalm book. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full 
It's written 99 years ago. It is wonderful grace and face and the things of earth, this world, will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace as we leave out of here in just a few moments. My prayer is that we would not fall in love with the world this week, but we'd fall in love with the Lord Jesus Christ. Dr. Harry Ironside died when I was a young boy. He died in 1952. He got saved and was the pastor of Moody Church in Chicago. He, I, I read the account where he said I was, I, I'm always interested when I read the account. I read one book of, a few months back because I was in Oakland, California preaching and I looked up out of San Jose, it was Mount Hamilton. Well, we see that every day. He was writing this particular book that I'm quoting from right now about in the 30s. And in the 30s, he said, I just came back from preaching in Stockton, California. And Harry Ironside said this, I was preaching on the second coming of Christ. And as I was preaching, a lady got mad and she walked out to the lobby, the foyer, they called it the North X. And she was out there and she was just stewing, all upset that I talked about Jesus coming back. But then the thing that really was the icing on the cake, he said, I prayed and I said, even so, Lord Jesus come, maybe tonight. I got to the lobby the foyer, the North X, and she was waiting for me. And she said, I dare you, I dare you, Harry Ironside, to pray that Jesus would come again. He goes, but ma'am, don't you long for his coming? And she, he said, she said, no, absolutely not. I've got plans. I've got so many positions in this world. I've got possessions in this world, and I do not want Jesus to come yet. I'm enjoying these things that God has given me in this world. Oh, what a foolish statement. To think that these things meant more to her in this world. Victory comes. Let me give you these thoughts quickly, and I'm trying to hasten tonight. Victory comes over the world. I want victory over the world this week. I don't want the world to rule in my life. I want victory. Victory comes in my life and in your life. One, don't tempt yourself with the world. Just don't tempt yourself with the world. I've got to have this. I need this. I have to have this. The things of this world will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Don't, don't be longing for the world's things and possessions. Don't tempt yourself with the world. Secondly, deny yourself. Get up tomorrow morning and say, I'm going to deny myself today. I'm going to deny myself in my walk, in my journey of life. Thirdly, humble yourself before a holy God. Humble yourself. Say, Lord, I don't want the world today. I want you. Number four, I'm going quickly. Confess your sin. When we begin to lust after the world, James tells us we lust after the world. Would you just confess it to God? Lord, I've, I want to confess this. This world has captured my attention. And then I want to say, number five, feed your spirit. Feed your spirit. Don't feed the flesh. Don't feed the world's philosophy. Feed your spirit. And then number six, remove all compromising friendships. People that want to lead you into the world, walk away from them. 
whether it's wine or whether it's liquor or whether it's music or whether it's dress or whether it's attitude or whether it's personality or whether it's philosophy, get away from that crowd. My Bible says walk not in the counsel of the ungodly. Don't walk there. My Bible says in Proverbs chapter one, don't go with that man. Don't walk that way. My Bible says in Proverbs 13, he that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. The truth is why you're battling drugs tonight is because you're walking around with fools and they will not be there at your funeral. And if they are, they won't know what to do. And they'll dump you off as quickly as possible and go to the next friend. No, friend, don't, don't, don't hang around with that crowd that's on drugs. And don't hang around that crowd that's in liquor. And don't hang around that crowd that wants to go to the movie house. And don't hang around that crowd that wants to live a worldly, godless life. Demas, Demas, 2 Timothy 4.10, Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world. Don't let this world capture you this week. That trio is in harmony, the world, the flesh, the devil. I read the account so many, many, many years ago, decades ago, of a woman that grew up on the poor side of town. She really just lived and it was clean, but it was really just a shack. And all the poor people lived on that side of town. Her dad had left the family and her mother struggled to try to care for the needs of her children. One joy that that little girl had in life was not school, though she was a good student. One of the joys she had was that little clapboard church on that side of the, the railroad tracks where she went to Sunday school. And she felt such warmth there. And she felt, felt such love in that Sunday school. And her Sunday school teacher through the year would teach her the Bible, but she never would get saved. You know, that little girl grew up and she eventually was educated. She fell in love with a man that became a very great success. They went back and lived in that town, but not on that side of the tracks. They lived on this side of the tracks. They spent their life there. His business was so successful. Every year she had a new car, she had new possessions, she had new clothing, everything was great. But there was an emptiness in her heart. From time to time she'd think about that Sunday school, but really the world had her in clutches. Now her husband dies and there she is, alone in that big mansion of a house. She had servants that would wait on her. She had everything anybody would ever want so many decades ago but she had no peace in her heart. She's getting older now. She got in that beautiful new car that she had. One night she said, I, I just need to maybe go back to my roots. I need to go back on the other side of the tracks. Had her friends known, they would have warned against it. Don't go over there. It's really a rough little area now. It was rough when you were a child, but it's not safe for you to go. And she was driving those streets where she grew up as a little girl. She hadn't been there for years. She lived on this side. She lived on the wealthy side. She lived on the side where she had everything in life that she wanted. All the, the world could offer, she had it. And she went and she saw that little old church building. It was a Sunday night and the lights were on and she could look through the glass windows on the side. I'm not 
certain amount of people it could hold, but I would think only about 100 as far as I know. And it had those outside wooden steps that led up to the door, and then you entered in, and you were in the auditorium, no, no foyer, no lobby. And that night she sat there in a beautiful, shiny vehicle. She could not see people, but she could hear the singing. As she rolled her window down to hear the singing that night, her heart was so moved. And that dear sweet lady said, I've had everything in life, but I still have nothing. I'm missing something. I had something when I was at this little church and there's a little girl. And she said, I should go in. And the devil or her flesh or someone was saying, don't go in, don't make a fool of yourself. People in this town know who you are. If they even knew you were here, they would be ashamed of you to be on this side of the tracks with this crowd of people over here. And she sat there with a battle going on. She'd hear this singing. I don't know, maybe she heard leaning on the everlasting arms. That woman had all the world's possessions. She opened her car door. She stepped out. She walked in front of her car and across the little sidewalk and down the street just a little bit. And she said, I'm going in. She walked up those wooden steps as she opened those doors. There were not many people there that night. There never was in that little church. That night she slipped in the back row. She heard a man preaching with the touch of God on his heart. He talked about the world will offer you so much. The world will give you so much, but only Jesus can satisfy your soul. He preached about how that Jesus came and he lived and tabernacled among us. And he gave his life after three and a half years of ministry and died on the cross and became sin for us. He who knew no sin that we made, he was preaching on the, really the Romans road of how to be born again. And he pledged you must be born again. Tonight, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart as in the day of provocation. Today is the day of salvation. Tears were streaming down her face. She knew she needed to get saved. She had lived a lifetime without God. The happiest she'd ever been in life was in that little Sunday school. She knew she had to go forward. He said, let's stand together. Our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed and we'll sing together. And they sang a song of invitation. He pled and he could see her crying. He could see the battle going on in her heart. And he said, would you please come forward tonight? You know, I remember, I do remember, I remember so, so vividly in my own heart, just not far from here, 15 minutes from here, 1956, standing next to my dad. And I can remember that night when we were singing the invitation, wasn't the first stanza, I wouldn't go out. I was on the edge. I was on that green little wooden chair. And as I stood, I knew God wanted me to get saved that night. And I was, I was just so nervous about stepping out. And about the second or third stanza, I sort of looked at my dad and I stepped out and I walked forward and I got saved. And I'll tell you what, my name was put in the Lamb's Book of Life. That dear lady was in that same battle. Go forward. No, don't go forward. Go forward. No, don't go forward. Get saved. No, don't get saved. What will the crowd think? What will the city think? They all know who you are. What are you even doing here? And she stepped out. And instead of going forward, she spun around to her left and she ran down that ran out that door and the tears were just streaming down her face. And she ran down those steps and she ran across that sidewalk and she ran into the street, but she wasn't watching. And a car was coming at the exact same moment.
That car hit that woman, that wealthy woman that had everything this world ever had to offer. And she lay in a pool of blood on that street that night. The preacher ran out and said, well, I said, why don't you get saved? You're dying, you'll pass away. Get saved right now. And she looked at him, the feeble voice, and said, not tonight. She perished in the street that day. Instead of choosing Jesus, she, taught, she chose her pride. She chose her processions. I can't go forward. I can't get saved. You're going to have to battle the world this week. I'm so ashamed of myself as a Christian. Sometimes I feel like that great preacher of yesterday says, I feel like crawling into heaven. Sometimes this old world gets all of us. Sometimes it dangles its shiny, glittering toys in front of our eyes. I need that. I want that. And the world, we feel like we're sacrificing so much because we're living in this free America where we're not suffering for our faith. We're not being martyred for our faith. And so we think we can play with the world and accept the world's philosophy and the world's education and the world's news and the world's dress and the world's attire and the world's spirit. And we think we can not only accept that what there ought to be, that, that, that ought to be in this church. And we make such a foolish decision. I'm preaching tonight on my problem with this world. Once again, I face Satan this morning. Oh, yes. Once again, I face the old flesh, the old world today. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.